Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffelt. Today, we're going to talk about a really timely topic. Right now, we are in October of 2021. And though this topic has always been relevant because of some of the immediate changes in market conditions, it's now more critical than ever for us to take a hard look at because there is a tremendous opportunity right now when it comes comes to leveraging your competitive advantage in meaningful ways. And we're going to talk about exactly how to do that and some powerful science that you can use to instantly become more effective in this area. And this can make a big impact on selling. And as we begin today, I'd like to share with you an old story that uh, I think will help set the framework and the foundation for how we're going to attack this idea of competitive differentiation. Because my goal today is to cut through all the noise to explain what that even means, some of the wrong ways it's being done, and some of the ways you can leverage science and exactly what to say and exactly what to say to start using this more effectively on your sales calls. But there's an old story you may have heard before. It's about two men out camping together in a secluded forest, and all of a sudden, an enraged bear approaches their campsite, and they both see the bear. The bear starts growling at them and walking toward them very aggressively. Both of them just freeze and suddenly one of the gentlemen reaches down into his knapsack and pulls out his running shoes and begins to put them on. And the other man looks at him and says, you think you can outrun the bear? And he turns back to him and says, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you. And when we talk about competitive differentiation, that's what we want to focus on. Not that you have to be perfect in every area, but that you have to differentiate in meaningful ways from your competitors. So the first thing we want to understand is who are we competing against? What is a competitor? Now, let's cut through the noise here real quickly. I define a competitor as anything or anyone that can steal business away from you. And as we've talked about in the past, oftentimes our biggest competitor is the status quo bias, right? The idea of doing nothing, of procrastinating, of waiting, You and I as salespeople have lost more business to nothing than to someone. But today we're really going to focus on our direct competitors, other organizations like yours who are competing for your buyer's business. What do you do there? And when we look at competitive advantages, which we need to understand, we're going to go to the world expert in this area, Michael Porter. I remember a number of years ago when I was beginning to study this topic, reading some of Michael Porter's books, and they are three, four inches. I mean, they're big books to get through. He says, essentially, there are two main competitive advantages that organizations have. The first competitive advantage many organizations lead with is cost leadership. Cost leadership. A great example of this is Walmart. Everything at Walmart, you can buy at other places, but people go to Walmart because they'll save a few pennies on this item and a few pennies on that item. And so Walmart's competitive advantage isn't they're going to give you a great experience in their store. Walmart's competitive advantage is the low prices. In fact, that's their slogan 
save money, live better. In fact, before that, for two decades, Walmart had the slogan of always low prices. So they lean, they say the competitive advantage is, I'm going to save you money when you come here. If we think back over time, a good example of the problems of cost leadership is there can be only one. When we look back in history, the 1950s and, and 60s and 70s, I remember even when I was growing up in the 80s, going to Kmart. And Kmart also had a cost leadership model. That's where they were a dominant retailer at that time. That's what they focused on. And of course, they are pretty much no more. There are very few Kmarts around anymore. And so my point being that cost leadership is a dangerous way to differentiate because there can be only one. And as soon as someone can undercut your price, it's over. Now, that's not where you and I live, though. We live on the second competitive advantage that Michael Porter talks about in quite depth, and that is differentiation. And differentiation is what you, your company, your product or service provide that your competitors don't. And this is a big deal because differentiation is in many ways more powerful than even cost leadership. Oftentimes in almost every area of our life, think about the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the house you live in, the shoes you wear, they're rarely the cheapest you could buy because you value differentiation in most areas of your life more than just saving money. So differentiation is a major competitive driver that we need to be attuned with. How can I differentiate? Now, let's cut through all the noise around this, because oftentimes when I talk to business leaders or sales leaders and I ask them, how do you differentiate? They'll say some generic phrase about their people and their commitment to the customer. And I don't know what they're talking about. And neither really do they. They just don't know what to say. It sounds something like, and they'll say things like, our biggest differentiator is our people. They're the best in the industry. They focus on our clients' interest above all else. We have the experience and the know-how to provide real, sustainable solutions to our clients' business problems. What? What are you, what are you talking about? Right? Or and you'll hear things like, we have a unique cutting-edge methodology that allows us to deliver the ultimate customer experience. First, we discover the real issues that our customers are dealing with, and then our team of experts will design and develop workable solutions. After this, we implement those solutions, and then we measure the results to ensure user adoption. What are you talking about, dude? What does any of that mean? Nothing. So that's not a differentiation, but that's often when you hear companies' mission statements, you know, we want to help our customers succeed. Okay, I'm not sure what that means, but what are we talking about? Oftentimes when you when people talk about differentiation, it's so nebulous. My point in sharing this is that differentiation has to matter to your potential clients. If it's nebulous, then it's not persuasive. What we're trying to do is create meaningful differentiation that will matter to those we sell to because they're the ones who are buying our solutions. So keep that in mind that it's not generic. And a big mistake I see in the area of competitive differentiation is that salespeople sell to versions of themselves. In other words, they say, boy, this would really matter to me if I were the buyer. And so I'm going to present this and I'm going to stress this because I know I care about it. It's one big problem with that. 
you're not the one buying. I mean, if you're selling to yourself, if you're like, if I can sell me, I'll write a check, then more power to you. But since you're talking to a group of individuals who aren't you when you're selling, you want to focus on what matters to them. So competitive differentiation that matters must be meaningful to buyers. If it's not meaningful to buyers, then it's really not a competitive differentiation that is persuasive or will help you sell more. Makes sense? Pretty straightforward there, but that's often a big stumbling block when it comes to this. So when we talk about differentiation, we want to, number one, understand our buyers enough to be able to speak directly to what we offer and how it will impact them in meaningful ways. So you do need to do a great discovery. You do need to really understand those you're selling to. Because as the old saying goes, they'll tell you how to sell them early in the sale. And then you want to customize your sales process to really help them understand the value that you can offer them and how you differentiate. What are some specific ways you can differentiate in the sale? I'm going to give you two. The first one we'll cover real quickly. The second one we're going to dive into a little more in depth. So the first way you can differentiate in meaningful ways in the sale is how you sell. In fact, today, with so much product and service parity, with so many organizations that are copying other organizations, I have a number of clients who, in many ways, sell almost the identical products or the identical services, but they still dominate. And the way they dominate, and I mean dominate, is they focus on the experience they give those they sell to. They guide them through the decision-making process. And so today, what you sell matters, but how you sell matters just as much. And listen to this, sometimes even more. You want to be hyper-focused on this. The way you sell matters. So what does that mean? You want to be focused on guiding people through their decision-making process. When you can guide your buyers or groups of buyers through the decision-making process, making it easy for them to say yes, building that trust, reducing the friction so that they feel good about the buying decision, that is often a differentiator today in a world where people are struggling to buy. And that's what some of the latest research shows is that the biggest problem in selling today is buying. I mean, people say it's harder than ever to buy. There's so much information out there. 10, 12 years ago, there wasn't enough information. So people would try to challenge others and they'd try to share new information. Today, buyers say, no mas, we don't need any more information. We have too much. Now we need sense making. We need to sift through all this and say, which of this matters to us? And that has even gotten compounded in the last year or so with so much noise in the marketplace, so much information, so much uncertainty, the more clarity you can bring on how you sell, it matters. And that's why today companies need to skill up. Salespeople need to skill up. The way you sold even a couple years ago won't cut it anymore. Today, you need to have clarity in how you sell and are you guiding them through the decision-making process. And the first question you need to ask is, what is the decision-making process? And that's what we specialize in. So if that's something you're interested in going deeper in, go to our website, huffelgroup.com. A lot of great resources there at no cost. And if you want to go even deeper, check out our virtual learning platform, the most comprehensive virtual learning 
You can even practice what you're learning in real simulations and get feedback like I'm in the room with you on the sales call that you're going through in the simulation. So give that some thought. Second thing, though, you can do to really take your ability to differentiate in meaningful ways to the next level is this. Leverage the inoculation theory. Now, what is the inoculation theory? The inoculation theory has a really interesting history. At the end of World War II, the United States government reached out to a group of behavioral scientists and asked them to think through and test ways to inoculate citizens from enemy propaganda. And so in 1961, a behavioral scientist named William McGuire published some powerful research about how our persuasive methods can be defended against. And the idea is what is summarized in the inoculation theory. In fact, the reason they call it that, because it's very similar to how disease inoculation occurs. So when a person is inoculated against a disease, a weakened form of the virus is injected into the healthy person. And this helps the body build up a natural resistance to the disease itself. And the inoculation theory is powerful. There's been so many studies on it since the early 1960s. How can you and I use it when we have competitive differentiation? Okay, so here's what you're gonna do. When you're selling against a particular competitor or a group of competitors, first thing I want you to do is identify distinct value. Distinct value is a way that you're different. You offer to this particular customer different than your competitors can offer. So what value do you have that's different from them? And second question to ask is, does my potential client care about it? Or can I help them understand why they should care about it? So let's assume you've identified that. And then what you want to do when you talk about that, you want to say one thing that's unique about our organization is we offer this and you explain it to them. And then as that resonates, you're going to start asking some great second level assessment questions. How important to you is it for your organization to have ABC in any solution? And if you've done your job well, the client will say, yeah, I think that's, that's actually really important. And then you can go even further. So would you ever want a solution that didn't include this? Again, if you've done your job well and you've made a good business case, they'll go, well, no, I think that needs to be part of the solution. At that point now, you can bring up your competitors. I know Earlier, you mentioned you're talking to ABC company and XYZ company. I mentioned them just because I know you brought them up a little earlier. One area, just for your information, that we are different in is in this one. We are the only one who offers this in this way, and you can explain that. So now, what have you done there? You didn't bash the competitor at all. You didn't say anything. You presented what you do. You asked them, does this matter? They said, yes. Would you ever want a solution that didn't include that? And if they go, well, not really. I mean, it seems like it, we need something like this. Then you can bring up your competitor in real nonchalantly. And when you bring them up, a great way to do it so it never looks like you're bashing them is to give them a compliment. You know, you mentioned ABC company. A lot of nice people work there. But this is one of the areas that we are different from them. So you compliment, just like I talked about earlier, don't do generic differentiation because no one cares. Here, you can give a compliment so it never looks like you're bashing them. You give a compliment and say, nice people work there. I don't know what that means to you. I mean, right. So you can give a generic, unpersuasive compliment, and then you can bring it up. So real nonchalantly, notice we're not bashing anyone. We're not criticizing. We're just mentioning how we differentiate. And this is an easy way to do that. So that way you're potential clients understand the value you can offer them that your competitors cannot. 
and something simple, easy to do like this, you can integrate into your sales process right away, will take your ability to differentiate your competitive advantage in a meaningful way that matters to clients and they'll understand it. And that can be the difference between you getting a sale or not. Boy, we could talk a lot more about ways to use the inoculation theory and to differentiate, but I think I've given you enough to chew on for now. So as a recap, focus on differentiation. Be hyper-focused on how you sell, making sure you're guiding people through their decision-making process and differentiating in meaningful ways and leverage that inoculation theory. So help them think through the distinct value you can offer, get them to commit that they want it or it's an important part of any solution for them and understand why it matters. And then you say, oh, by the way, and you mention that you're the one who offers it and your competitors do not. And that can help them perceive more value with you and help you earn the sale. So be focused on this because right now, differentiation matters a lot. It brings a lot of clarity and it can make a profound impact on whether or not you end this year strong. So pay attention, think through these ideas I've shared because when you begin to use some of the science we've talked about, it brings so much clarity to the process of selling and can really give you an advantage over your competitors who aren't aware of any of this science. So with that, let me say this, practice what I've shared with you today and then get out there and sell something and we'll see you next time. 